1: Hi, I'm Nikki Woods, and I am host of Move, a podcast magazine for women. And this week is packed with entertainment news with our very own Deja Perez, fitness motivation with Tamika Harden, conversations on travel, food, and wellness with Ambassador Shabazz. And our woman to follow is American novelist Bernice McFadden. We hope you will join us this week and every week for a podcast inspired by and dedicated to women. Subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts as well as download on Google Play, Spotify, and Stitcher How's your week been? Um, it's
2: been fantastic. Um, you know, we did the Vision Board party, and it was amazing. I had a really good time, and um, we went up to Lake Austin this week and vacationed a little bit. It's been amazing to wake up to the mountains and the the lake, and I mean, it's a beautiful view
1: here. Well, at least you got to vacate.
2: Yeah, I got to look at something other than the walls of my own home. But even being here, my mom was like, we could have done this at home. I'm like, mm, you're right. We got to save some money. But we wouldn't have gotten this amazing view, the right. amazing view that we have. We would not have gotten. So,
1: yeah, you have to appreciate the little things, you know, it's just it's the little things that count.
2: So what you been doing this week?
1: Well, good news is my dad is actually home from the hospital. So let me tell you something. My father is a veteran and I just would like to point out that VA hospitals need a tremendous amount of work. And while the people at this particular VA hospital did better after I showed my tail, I just would like us to just be mindful of how terribly we treat our veterans. Right. Like and this just was an instance over a phone. My father was in the hospital and they told me there's no phone available for me to contact him. That's crazy to me.
2: I was telling my um, husband about that. I'm like, I feel like if you are a veteran, once you get out, you should have a job lined up and a house lined up. And the fact that people are getting out and they can't get adequate healthcare and they can't get adequate employment is a problem. Like you should not be risking your life to come back to, oh, now I don't know how I'm gonna support my family. What? Like, how is that even a thing? I just, I don't understand. Like, you can go risk your life for people's freedom, but then you get back, you you don't have gainful employment. I, I just don't understand that at all.
1: Me either. I think we just, as a whole, need to treat our veterans better. We need to treat them better. We need to treat them like they're the heroes that we proclaim them to be. But let's talk about our vision board party really quick. So we had a vision board party and it was super awesome. Thank you to everyone who came out to our first like real live, pseudo live virtual event. It was was virtually live. And these women
2: are amazing and doing amazing things. And I don't know, just listening to them, I was inspired. I mean, I had done my vision board before the party. And just listening to them, I was like, yep, I have to achieve everything I put on my vision board because they were just so uplifting, um, so, you know, motivating um, to help one another achieve their goals. And the thing that I also liked is that when someone got stuck, like, oh, I can't think of my word for 2021 or, oh, I want to achieve more, but I don't really know how to get there. Everybody sort of came together to help that person focus on, Their vision or their portion that they were stuck on, um, which I thought was phenomenal.
1: I agree. It was literally like if I could have hoped for the event to have gone any way, I could have never imagined that it would have gone that well because people literally rallied around each other. Like you said, it was like a little community that we built. Mm
2: -hmm. Mm -hmm. And, And we were able to give back to the community. We were able to give back to the Black Women's Health Imperative. So that was a good thing. I think we need to do more events that are for causes. I think I like this. I like building the community we
1: have. By the end, it was like we were all friends, right? And it was just amazing. Everyone was there to learn and grow and be motivated by one another. And, you know, no one was trying to take the spotlight and no one was trying to, like, tear one another down. It was just really good Black woman camaraderie and support and Black woman magic. I just loved it. I loved it too. So, Janine, what's on your timeline this week? Recently, Bumble, the dating app, had a booming IPO. And basically, after it went for its initial public offering, that afternoon, they their shares were up 75%. So, for those who don't know what Bumble is, Bumble is an app. It's a dating app that was founded by a woman for women specifically, and Um, it was founded by one of the co-founders of Tinder. And after she left Tinder three months later, she started Bumble. And the premise of the app is that basically it facilitates communication between users kind of, you know, like Tinder with a swipe, but in heterosexual relationships, the only, the female is allowed to make the first move. So, you know, in same sex relationships, anyone can shoot their shot, but in, in heterosexual relationships, women are the only ones who can make the first move. While their Wall Street debut was super impressive, one of the things that that stood out to me was their standards. They have a zero-tolerance policy on things like obscenity, um pornography or things that could be perceived um, pornographic um, violent behavior you know you can't do anything that promotes any illegal activity and you can't they're big on not impersonating others so they're one of the few apps surprisingly that has a zero tolerance policy for catfishing prior to this IPO. they had a change in their terms and conditions to change their tolerance for people demeaning or making any derogatory comments based on people's appearance, their size, their health or their body shape. And the reason why they did this is because they did a survey of their users and they said that about 62 percent of their users said that they received unsolicited comments about their appearance, both on and off. Offline, So they made a, the necessary change and in their statement they said that body shaming is not acceptable on or off of Bumble and they go on to explain exactly what body shaming is for those who might act like hey we don't know exactly what that is so that it is very clear. To me, this is a huge step because one of the things that we know is that these kinds of apps basically thrive off of what people look like. I think that this is a big step for Bumble and I think that other um, dating apps should follow suit. I looked at a couple of studies. Basically, they were saying that people who online date, they go through psychological distress and the distress comes from trying to make themselves appear as what the standard of beauty is, even though oftentimes people have. Have a wide variety of what it is that they're interested in. One of the things, I mean, there was a list of like a number of things that people go through when they're online dating. But one of the things that specifically kept coming up and that people kept pointing out was this concept of stashing. Stashing is this concept that essentially people go online, seek out what it is that they're interested in, but what they're attracted to is not the standard of beauty. They form a relationship with this person because that's what they're attracted to. But because it's not the standard of beauty, they don't ever publicly display this relationship. Basically, they stash the person away, but they don't want other people to see who the person is because it doesn't necessarily meet society's standard of beauty.
2: I ain't got time for that. I mean, I just (laughs) if you. What did Fantasia say? You don't want me to know, talk to me. Like, get out of my inbox. Like, if you have to stash me away, like, just don't talk to me. Like, I don't understand why people, why that's even a thing. I, I don't understand why that's a thing at all. Like, why do that? Like, if you don't, if you're not attracted to that person, then move on to the next person. Like, you don't have to be attracted to everybody. But if you are, like, how would you even form a connection with that person if you're like, oh, I'm not attracted to them? then why go and even form a connection? I don't understand that.
1: Why? Well, I think the concept is kind of like, and I've seen multiple instances of this, right? So like some people, it was based on race, but the most common instance that I saw in uh, these articles and studies was basically people who are attracted to people who are larger. And because the larger body frame does not fit society's standard of beauty, they keep these relationships secret.
2: Well, I think that those people that are doing the stashing are the people that have the problems because if you're so insecure that you know what you want and you know what you're attracted to, but you feel like you're going to be judged for what you like or what you're attracted to, then you got some insecurities in yourself. Like let's start there. Like if you know you're that person that's stashing people away that you know you want to like with, but you don't want anybody to know about it, go seek counseling because you have the problem. They don't have the problem. It's you that have the problem. Because anybody that's so insecure that they can't just say what they want to say and do what they want to do, they they need some counseling through that.
1: Oh, I agree 100 percent. But it's a thing. There are men who don't like a woman who is an hourglass shape or one who is, you know, straight up and down or whatever it may be. That's the standard of beauty and health in my giant air quotes that you all can't see. For whatever reason, they feel like society is going to shame them. They want to have the companionship and the relationship, but they don't want to have the ridicule of society. So, yes, I agree, Nicole. I feel like they should seek counseling, too. But it's a real thing.
2: You're right. And it does come in the form of I do think that it does happen. I think it's a problem when it happens, but it does happen. I think that I know a lot of women because of uh, Caucasian men that are trying to date them. That happens because of race. Um, It happens. Um, and, and it can also happen because, you know, oh, this woman is taller than me and I don't want to date somebody that's taller than me, but I have a, you know, an, a connection with that person or, oh, you're short. Like I, I told, God told me I was too short for him. I'm like, okay, well then why you you been calling me for the last six months? You know, well, stuff like that does happen, um, with people that are all shapes, colors, and sizes. I understand that, but it's sad though. Like you, it's like, you don't have to be attracted to everyone, everybody. But if you're trying to keep up the status quo and you want somebody that has blonde hair and blue eyes, you have no connection with them or you're not really that attracted to them, then you're gonna be miserable in the long run because you let the person that you had the connection with get away. But I digress because we have a special guest that's gonna help us break all of this down. And her name is Asia Smith. Ms. Asia Smith is a 30-something single. She works in higher education and is finishing her doctorate. Asia is a body-positive person and considers herself to be a plus-size dater. She is also a member of my illustrious sorority, Alpha Kappa Alpha Sorority Incorporated. Asia, welcome to the podcast, girl.
1: Yes, finally. (laughs) Hey, Asia. I know that you've been listening to us chatter. Um, So... Stashing. Is this something that you've heard of before, prior to now? Yes, it's happened to me. Really? Okay. It happened to me. And and I was trying to think about
0: all of the times that I've been stashed. And I was like, oh my God, that it has a name. It's kind of like when ghosting had a name, right? Like you were like, oh, now we can label it. But I think the first time that I was stashed was in college.
1: Okay, so how does it happen? Like, when do you realize that you've been stashed? Um,
0: after the fact. Okay. hmm, So how does it happen? So, um, in this particular case, I was a freshman and I had met an alumni out at a party and he was a member of a fraternity. And once we met, right. So we exchanged numbers. Um, he came up frequently from the city that he lived in. Um, and it probably wasn't until a few years after college that I realized that he had a type and um, it was because um, he liked thicker women um, who were brown skinned, who were, I would say, natural beauties. And so when he would come up, he would most likely stay with me um, on campus, right, Like, um, and I would realize it would be like we would get ready. We were going to the same party, and he would say, okay, okay, I'm, I'll meet you there, right? Like, he always had to, like, do something beforehand uh, and, and to to the point where we didn't, like, we didn't arrive anywhere together. But you and then didn't realize like, that while you were going through it? Had no idea. Had no Don't idea. You? And then um, this particular person, uh, and he was well accomplished. He works in IT was well put together, articulate, like, good-looking. And – um, but he would always comment on my weight. He would say, oh, like, are you dieting? Are you are you going to the gym? Are you – right? Like, so, like, it, it would be a question. But it, it was a question, but it was a statement. Like, so are you going to start working out? And I would just – you know, I was young at the time. I was very young and naive. I probably – this is probably the catalyst into my, my body positivity journey. And um, because I remember at some point in time being like, I just had pneumonia for two weeks. I'm looking good. Like this is good right here. Um, And, um, and it probably went on for like two years. Fast forward, I'm working at my first professional job and um, there's a woman there who also went to school at the same time, he went to school. And it, we came to understand that we both had spent time with this person. And she was like, now, mind you, she's married. She has kids at this point. And she's like, oh, you do fit his, uh, his type. Um, and she tells me that. And I said, and she said, yeah. She goes, did he ever comment on your weight? And I was like, well, yes, he did. Like, we just had a moment. She was like, yeah, he has a problem. He would always comment on my weight. And mind you, she was thinner than I was. So I was, and, and, it, and it just dawned on me. So fun fact, the world is small. And I have a really good friend who now lives in Texas. And we were talking about people in the area in which he lives because he just moved from that area and um, they know each other because they're in the same fraternity. And he said, I am so surprised at the woman he married because if I do look at her, yeah, she she looks like you. She's a thicker girl. She's kind of like a natural beauty, not overdone, not over made up. But he had a type and he finally got married. I'm talking about this is 15, 16 years later. Finally got married. So, but he was... So, it sounds
2: like listening to you, you were his type. You fit the type. And he married somebody that also... Fit his type. Did you ever see him? Because you mentioned that he commented on your weight. Um, he asked you if you were working out. Um, the other girl, uh, our colleague that you knew that also dated him, that's now married, she said he did the same thing. Did he ever, um, did you ever see him with like thinner women or women that were somewhat stereotypical? Or was he always with women that were of your same standard?
0: I've never seen him with a woman in public. Got you at all? At all. Okay. Okay. So, so he's even at, so at he, the time that it was there was no um, there was no registering for me that he was either dating someone else or maybe publicly presenting a thinner version of his significant other, and then would spend time with me privately. It wasn't that type of situation. It was just that. You didn't see him with anyone. And then he would be calling me and wanting to date me. And, and then the thing about it is, so we would go on dates, but it wasn't like to heavily populated areas. It would be like, okay, well, we're going to this restaurant kind of at the edge of town that no one ever goes to and sits down unless you're like an adult, right? Like, so the college kids aren't there. So it would be no one in the restaurant that we would know. But he is an alum, though. He's not a college student. Right. How
2: much older was he than you? Five or six years. Okay. So to me, it makes somewhat sense that he wouldn't be going to a place that had a whole bunch of college students if right. he were like six years older, like six years removed from college.
1: Yeah. But I feel like he was stashing of another kind. He wasn't trying to present a, a smaller person, at least to your knowledge. He wasn't trying to, he just wasn't trying to present like he was with anybody. Is that- He's trying to present that, single. Right. Does that seem Available. Right? Yeah. Yes. <laughs> There's people out here doing it like <laughs> why? Make you go, hmm. Really? Cuz right. cuz yes. in my mind it's like what's the point? But then as you you know as you go into the story and you talk about how his fraternity brother, it was his frat brother, right? How his frat brother was like I'm I'm surprised. It's like <sighs> Like, what What was he presenting, right? Like, what, what was it exactly that he was trying to do? Because you ended up with the same thing. You ended up with what it seems like you like, right? Right. That's why it's confusing to me, the whole concept of stashing.
2: And he ended up with what he was attracted to.
0: Thicker women are in style. There is love to be had at any size.
2: I love that. I like it, too. And I think that it goes perfectly as we talk through these scenarios. <laughs> so for this portion of the podcast, Asia, we review stories that our listeners have sent to us, or um, our followers can email us to ask us for advice um, about a related topic. And so we pulled those emails that are related to this topic. And so Janine and I um, will basically break down the scenarios and give them feedback. And we want you to help us with the advice as well. I'm game. Okay. The first scenario reads nicole and Janine, i hope that you read this letter so that i truly have some advice i've been dating this guy now for two years but we have never really gone anywhere in public we met at work he's a doctor in his last year of residency and i'm a nurse i've never met his parents but i've spoken with his mom on the phone i see him about three to four times a week i love being with him when i'm around him we laugh we watch movies and we just have plain old fun He tells me that I'm beautiful. However, when we're at work, he acts like he doesn't know me. He says it's because he doesn't want anyone to know at the hospital. But why? I'm a plus size girl. So I can't help but think he's embarrassed because of my size, despite him saying he likes all of this. After the first six months of dating, we went on vacation, skiing in Colorado. And then a year later, we went to Jamaica with another couple, one of his college buddies and his wife but we hardly ever go out to eat or do anything locally. I feel like a little secret. I'm thinking of ending the relationship because I've never had to be so secretive while at work. Am I being paranoid or do I have a point?
1: Okay, I'm going to take this from a, a point of personal experience, right? So I understand why this man does not want it to be a thing while you're at work. The first thing that people are gonna say Specifically from the, a female perspective, this is how I would feel. If it were me, I wouldn't want my business out at work. And the reason why is because the first thing that people are going to say is that the reason why you're getting any sort of promotion, favorable attention, something that anybody wants, they're going to say it's because you are sleeping with said man. And do you really want that associated with your work and your relationship? Like, I'm with him. Keep your relationship and your job separate from one another. Just because you all work together does not mean that your coworkers need to be privy to your relationship with this man. I think that you're being ridiculous. Like, you said that you've spoken to his mother. You said that you you all go out. You said that, like, what is it that you're looking for? I'm confused. Like, do you want to invite all of these people and all of these unsolicited opinions and unnecessary comments into your relationship? I'm confused. Maybe it's just me. But I just don't think that that's something that you need to create. Like, there's no, all in my mind, all it's going to do is bring drama And why invite that kind of drama into your relationship? The relationship seems to be going fine. You said that it seems that you're happy. What is this desire to have the people at your job know about your relationship? I don't understand that.
0: I don't. I agree with you 100% Janine, about work, right? But she's not happy. And she has to come to the realization that something about the function of their relationship is making her unhappy because... She's not satisfied with the trips that they've taken together. She wants to go out more. Maybe it's a dinner once a month. I don't know. But something about that relationship is not making her happy. And she needs to come to terms with it. What she needs to do is she needs to have a conversation with him. Because I completely agree with you. You got to be Jay-Z and Beyonce keeping people out your business. Until there's a fight in the elevator. But we won't <laughs> talk about that. <laughs> But I'm serious, in in terms of work, I agree with you. There should be no mention of the relationship at work, but there's something lacking for her in this relationship. And I think it, if I had to say, I think it's linked to her insecurity about being a bigger woman. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I, I completely agree. And it's not many times
2: if you listen to the podcast that all three people will completely agree. But since, um, let me tell you how residency works, because I think that people think that, oh, you're going to work and I'm a nurse. So I work, you know, my three and I'm off the rest of the week or I'm working my four, eight hour shifts. So I'm good. Like <laughs> you don't have time to pee sometimes on a residency shift like you are literally working, you know, by guidelines. You can't work over 80 hours a week. L- let that sink in. Right. 80 hours a week. Like most people full time work forty hours a week. If you're a nurse, you are working forty hours. If you're working three twelves, you're working thirty six hours. He is working eighty hours a week. And that doesn't mean just eighty hours. Because when I was in residency, oh yeah, we had to we had to say we working eighty hours a week. We had to we had to literally say we we're off the clock, but we had to still stay up there, finish notes. So when you added all that time up, it really added up to basically 110 hours that I was physically at the hospital. And then I had to go home and read. I had to wake up early and study. I had to make sure I knew about all my patients. Like residency is really not not the time to say, I need you to spend more time with me. Like the fact that he's seeing you three or four times a week is amazing. Like I just remember those are the worst years Of my life. I felt like a Hebrew slave in residency. And you talk to other residents, they will let you know that. You don't know that because you've never been to residency. But the fact that this man is seeing you that often, obviously, he wants to spend time with you. And then let's also remember, sis. We're in the middle of a pandemic. You've only been with this man for two years. Of course, he doesn't want to go out with you in public. I don't want to go anywhere. Why? Because if you're in anything in a hospital, you are coming home and you are taking off your clothes. You don't have any off time as a resident. You are always on. You are always on call. And when you have to think about the people that you're treating in the unit with COVID, of course, for the past year, I don't expect for you to have gone off. So yeah, you have some insecurities because this man is already seeing you frequently. He's taking you on trips with his college buddies. So he's not embarrassed about you. Ain't nobody gonna take you with his college buddies and his college buddies wife. So obviously he's serious about you. So you have some insecurities that you need to work on yourself. If you don't like how big you are, then you fix it. But he obviously doesn't have a problem with the size that you are because he keeps telling you how beautiful you are. And he's spending his money on you. Girl, bye. You need to work on your self-esteem and you need to stop sabotaging yourself and your relationship. Because you're going to get out of this relationship and then move on to the next relationship. And if they're treating you the same way he's treating you, then you're going to assume that it must be because of your size when you're not even looking at the fact that there's a pandemic out here. You've talked to the man's mama already and you've been taken on trips and you've met his friends.
1: Girl.
0: People okay. who are ashamed of people don't meet their friends. Right. At all. all talk you to don't meet mama. nobody.
1: Right. And even if you meet my friends, you're sure not about to talk to my mama. Right. That part. That part. (laughs) Okay. So here's another one. It's kind of similar, but here we go. So this one says, hi ladies. I hope that you enjoyed Valentine's day. I did too, but things seem a little strange. So I'm writing you. My boyfriend and I met online on a plus size dating site in 2019. We made it official in April of 2020. Things have been going well. He is really caring, and he loves me just the way that I am. We do not live together, but we spend a lot of time together, and we really enjoy each other's company. However, the problem that I have is we never go out. I understand that there is a pandemic, but we literally have never been out on a date. I made plans for Valentine's Day, and he asked me to cancel them because he would prefer to have a romantic dinner in. We have the most fabulous evenings, but I can't help but think that he never wants to go out. Before you ask, I did a background check on him, and he's legit. He doesn't have another family, nor is he a criminal. I just can't figure out why we never go out in public together. It is the strangest thing to me. I mean, he posts me on social media, so it's not like he's embarrassed about me. Please help me make sense of this. Sharice. Oh, Sharice, so
2: um, this is a similar thing, but I think this is a little bit different because she hasn't gone anywhere. He's not spending any money on her. So what I would be wondering is, one, where does this person work? Do they have a job? Number two, if you are always spending romantic evenings in, is it always at your house or is it with him sometimes at his house? Who is paying for these uh, in-house rendezvous? Are you buying all the food and you treating him all the time? or are you going to his house and he's treating you sometime? Because to me, this sounds like a broke man. It sounds like a man that don't wanna spend any money and uh, that in itself is a problem, right? You, you know, you can't come over here and be up under me and you don't want to spoil me and buy me things and take me out and, and, uh, you know, treat me like that can't happen. So I'm wondering if he's always at your house and you're always providing the food and entertainment, is it that he's broke sis and maybe he doesn't have any money? And I say that because if he's posting you on social media, and 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 let's say how is he posting you on social media is he posting is he tagging you and posting pictures of you on social media or is he just posting pictures of your face is he posting pictures of your whole body like how is he displaying you on social media and are you tagged because those to me are very very different especially if you haven't met anybody else and is his social media page real? Like, how many friends does he actually have on his social media page? Like, those are the questions that I have in the back of my head because either he doesn't want to take you out and he's posting you just so you can see that, oh yeah, I'm posting you, so it's not that I'm ashamed of you, or is it that he, you know, is he is he broke? I mean, he sounds like a broke man
0: to me. I mean, what do, what do y'all what do y'all think? He sounds broke. Yeah. It sounds about money more so than it is about hiding you. And that's just because he wants to spend all the time in the house. But that sounds like y'all are not compatible.
2: Right. Because you're going out, you're outgoing and you want to do things outside of the house. And he doesn't. And the fact that you had already taken your time and made reservations somewhere. And he's like, Oh no, she gonna want me to take this check. So let's cancel and stay somewhere inside. Now, Let's give him a bit of a doubt. Maybe is that the pandemic is here and he doesn't really want to go out. Then I can get that. If he's posting you and tagging you on the pictures uh, and he's spending time with you and he is buying the food and you know paying for the entertainment when you guys stay in, then maybe it's just the pandemic and you should give it some time. But if you're paying for everything, sis, and he's coming over to your house and you're not going over there ever. And he's posting pictures of you with your face and he's not tagging you, then maybe it's that he, you know, he doesn't want to be seen with you in public.
1: My question is, is the same as yours, Nicole. Where is he posting you? What is he posting? If he's posting pictures of you from the neck up, then I would say that he has an issue with your weight, even though you say that you met him on a plus size dating site. Right. Right. So there is a such thing as a chubby chaser, right? But that does not necessarily mean that that's what they want everybody to see. Some men are just attracted to larger women. But that, again, that doesn't mean that that's what they want their friends to see them with, right? So that's my first question. If he's posting you from the neck up, like Nicole said, then, yeah, maybe he is stashing you, right? But I agree that he sounds broke. But more than that, I'd like to point something out. So back in the day, and I don't I hate saying that because it makes us sound like we're old. But back in the day, do you remember when Asia, don't shake your head saying we're old. But back in the day, do you remember when men used to have what we call a whole phone where it literally was the phone? <laughs> it was a burner like they were drug dealers, but it was really the phone for the for the women that they was talking to on the side. Well, nowadays, people have the same thing for social media. So, girl, don't get tricked, because I know a number of men who are still single, by the way, so they can do what they please, who have a, a whole account, which is literally just to satisfy whoever it is that they're seeing at the time, satisfy their needs to be posted on social media. So it doesn't have anything to do with them being proud of you. It's just to satisfy you so that you can say Oh, he posted me on social media and show it to your friends. But who is he posting it to? Nobody that he knows. Ain't nobody following that page. So here's the thing. If you go on his Facebook page and it says, you know, he's posting you on his Facebook page and it says, oh, his mother is this person and his friend is this person. And he's saying that he's in a relationship with you. Then, girl, you're right. I don't know what he's out here doing. Maybe he is broke. But if he's not, if he's posting you on IG and he got like 10 followers. Girl, that ain't no accomplishment. What right. why do you care? Who is he broadcasting that to? His ten followers who are people's pets pages? Quit it. Girl. Yeah, I
2: would go and see how many followers does he actually have. Go does me- it look, and who's liking the page the pictures that he's uh he's uh posting? Because you know if you post if you're single and you post a picture with you with somebody, people gonna be like, ooh, who is that? They're going to like it. They're going to be like, oh, it's about time he settled down. You're going to have some comments under that photo. So I would say, who's
0: liking it? You got two, three likes? That's a fake page. All of this is too much. And if you got to think this hard about it, you need to move forward. Because if you have to do research into seeing whether or not this is a dummy account, how many people liked it, this is too much energy. You could start a whole LLC with all of this energy.
1: That's true. Mm -hmm.
0: Say that I, again. This is true. I, I can't do it. I can't do it. I can, and maybe this is probably why, uh, you know, Janine talked about having a dummy phone, and I started thinking about Bill Bellamy's How to Be a Player, right? That movie is still classic. Absolutely. Maybe it's back in the day, but I'll date myself. It's still one of my favorites. If it comes on TV, I'm watching it. Because there was so much game in that movie.
1: Absolutely.
0: There was so much game in that movie. The links that somebody would go to to date multiple women is just, it, it, it astounded me. I was perplexed. So I'm never, I am never a woman that's going to look through a phone, that's going to check the likes on social media. This woman commented on all your photos or she liked all your photos or, and then I got to go hunt her. down. That, that's too much. And if you got to do all that, you need to step back and think about whether or not it is worth it. Because to me, It's borderline insanity. If you got to do all of that, then that's not the man for you. And I will tell you, people who are good, they are good cheaters. They are good liars. They are like, they're going to be good at it.
1: You're right. When you go through all of those lengths to be with someone, you will go through all of those lengths to cover up whatever mess it is that you're doing behind the scenes. I agree 100%. Be direct.
2: Be direct. The direct approach is always the best approach. Literally, I would ask him. Are you broke? We we never go out, right? Are you having, do you have a problem with money? And Is there a reason that you don't want to go out? Do you have a problem with money? I would ask him. You've been with him now for some time now. You can ask him.
1: But Nicole, here's my question though. How many men do you know that are really going to admit that they're having a problem with money? That's number one. I've been with them for, for, how how long have, we, have they been together? Did it say how long they've been since, together? In, since in, in, 2019, they made it official in April of 2020. It, so almost a year.
2: So so almost a year, but you've been with this man for two years. Yes. You should be able to talk candidly about money. If you've been with somebody for two years, you can say, man, babe, I ain't got it. You can say that. Like if you feel like, oh, he wouldn't volunteer. I would literally ask him. I would say, babe, you know, we've been together for two years now. We've never gone out. Like, What's up? Like you have a problem with money? Like you know, I don't really care about that. You know, literally, I would lay it on thick, and I would ask, like, do you have a problem with money? Because we this never could be go a situation impossible.
0: where somebody who does have a problem with money, they are excited about COVID because they got to stay in the house for a year,
2: mm-hmm. right? Which is why
0: you got to gotta you. ask, which
2: is why you got to ask because outside will open back up eventually. So I'm like, are you saving your money for when outside opens back up? But I would ask, I wouldn't go digging and skating around and trying to figure out all this stuff. I mean, these are questions that you should be answering in your head. But realistically, if you, after you've done stuff, after you've thought about it, if you have questions, I would ask,
1: this is not about money. I feel like though, here's the thing though, knowledge equals action, right? And I'm not about to ask you, are you having problems with money? Because I'm not about to fix your money problems.
2: But you can ask. You can say, "Hey, I've noticed that we have not gone anywhere since we've met." Yes, I, I would we've say that. in the pandemic, you know, is there a reason that you don't want to go out? Like, I made these plans. I was excited. Like, why there do you want to cancel?
0: There are free COVID-friendly activities. We could go on a picnic. That we pack the food from our house and go and take mm-hmm. our own bottle of wine. There are, um, and it, if you, if money is not an issue, there are things that you can do in your backyard. That you could invite other people to. You could set up a movie screen and have an outdoor movie. You could have a fire pit night with these other couples. I can design 10 dates right now without thinking about it. It does not take money to show somebody that you care about them. It takes effort. That's true. No, I, I totally agree with that, but I am not
2: one to make assumptions. Like, I feel like making assumptions can make an ass out of you. And so before you go jump into conclusion, you at least got to have the conversation
1: and say, hey, this is how I'm feeling. I agree. I think that you should have the conversation, but I just don't feel like this is about money. I feel like, yeah, he might be a little financially shaky. I I feel like it's possible, but I don't feel like I feel like I don't see anything in here that makes me think that it's about money. Right. She was very specific that they met on a plus size dating app and that she did a background check on him. Like if he's not a criminal, he doesn't have another family. I'm sure she kind of knows. Like if you're going that deep into his record, you probably know what he does for a living too, right? Like if you're going to background check, I don't know, but sis, here's my thing. If you don't feel comfortable and this is making you have some sort of anxiety or problems with this relationship, then maybe this ain't the relationship for you. And if he's not willing to let you meet his friends and family, then maybe he's not as proud of you as you think that he is because he's posting you all over social media. I'm just saying. And can we right, just- because you can do a virtual meetup. You can do a virtual family meetup. Right, and can, can we say this? Can we stop? I, I just want us to do this. Can we just all touch and agree on this for a second? Can we stop making social media the barometer for anything and everything? That part that part because just because because it's on social media does not mean it's real we as a culture have perfected the art of making things seem the way we'd like them to seem and we are smoke and mirrors 24 hours a day seven days a week I can make anything look like what I want it to look like on social media just as the next person can so girl he might be posting you on social media but can we not make that barometer of whether he's really into you or not because social media means absolutely nothing Let's right. be honest. I don't think I
2: posted my husband on social media until we were engaged. I'm just saying. Hello. <laughs> Literally, we got engaged and people are like, who is this man that didn't put a ring on your finger?
1: My fiance. That's who it is. Just a- saying. Amen. Take the social I- media badge away because that's not a thing. Go you ahead. could be on
0: social media today and gone tomorrow. I done seen some of my friends scrub whole husbands
1: from their timeline. You are right. Hello. That's a You're thing. Right. And I just want like, us to not rely. Right. But we but how, why are we putting so much weight on social media? All of the other indications of this letter say red flag, red flag, red flag. Right. Minus the background check. He's not a criminal, whatever. Everything else says red flag. But then somehow we fix all the red flags because you got a picture posted on social media. Girl, get your mind back together. C- come back over with us. We are here to support you with open arms. Just come on back over here. It's OK. We love you. You will find love, but I don't think that he's, we don't want this for you. This is not what we want for you.
2: But I'm going to reiterate, have the conversation because we're just getting the bits and pieces that you've given us. So have the conversation. And if you don't feel comfortable after the conversation, I completely agree. Move on, on to the next one. At this portion of our show, we talk about what we've learned new this week. And so Asia, if you've learned something new this week, no pressure. You can add and tell us what you've learned new. Only a couple of words. Just say what you learned new this week. And um, yeah, Janine, you want to go first?
1: Yes. So one, when I was doing some research, one of the things that I didn't know is there are a bunch of apps and I'm actually happy that I found them. There are a bunch of apps for plus size dating. So for those people who do not like to have to go through the whole big pool of everybody and are just trying to either find someone who is plus-sized or is um, plus-sized and trying to find someone that loves them. There are a bunch of dating apps, and I'll post them, but there's some called BBW Cupid and Woo Plus and BBW Admirers and Large Friends. So there are a bunch of dating apps that are specifically for people who are larger. I love it. Because it's like, why go through all the flim-flam when you can go directly to the source? I like that. What did you learn new, Nicole?
2: Okay, so my learn something new was I found five ways to promote body positivity. So here are your five ways. One, say positive affirmations to yourself daily. And you know, um, was it V and Mary Jane did that where she had the post-it notes um, on the mirror? I nope, love loved that. it. I don't think... You don't have to do that you don't have to post post it but say something positive um and uh, positive affirmation every day um to help get your day started two surround yourself with positive people if you're negative don't bring that negative energy over here surround yourself with positivity instead number three stop comparing yourself to others that may mean you may need to take a social media break because. Social media will have you thinking everybody is amazing and it's just a filter. So so stop comparing yourself to other people. Number four, absorb positive messages. Actually say thank you when you're complimented. Actually believe the person that compliments you and absorb it. And number five, stop negative self-talk. Stop saying negative things about yourself. Say only positive things about yourself. You got a lot of negative negativity in the world. You don't need to add to the negativity, which brings us to our motivational moment. And it is by Tracy Ellis Ross. And she said, I need to see my own beauty and continue to be reminded that I am enough, that I am worthy of love without effort, that I am beautiful that the texture of my hair and the shape of my curves and the size of my lips, the color of my skin and the feelings that I have are all worthy and okay. Queens, I pray that we all do just that. Until we meet again. Pray,
1: work, slay.
2: And show off your melanated excellence. Bye. Oh, That's Deep Black Women Conversations is produced by Nicole Lee Plenty and Janine Brunson-Johnson. Executive producer, Ken Johnson. Get the Oh, That's Deep Black Women Conversation podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, Google Podcasts, or where you get your podcasts. Please subscribe and rate us. You can follow Oh, That's Deep Black Women Conversations
1: on IG at oh, that's deep BWC. Oh, That's Deep Black Women Conversations